0: WellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to Wellness Women Radio with women's health experts, Dr. Ashley Bond, the pregnancy and birthing guru, and the queen of hormone imbalances, the period whisperer herself, Dr. Andrea Huddleston. They're raising the bar for women's health by bringing you the most up to date health and wellness information to live your best life. Now, onto the show.
1: This episode of Wellness Win Radio is very proudly brought to you by Dinner Twist. Dr. Ashley and I want to let you in on a little secret of how we maintain our healthy whole foods lifestyle with very little time. And one of those ways is actually with Dinner Twist. So they plan, they shop, they deliver everything to our door to take all of the guesswork out of having really healthy meals for dinner each night. Uh, so it's you know completely consistent with you know the way that we want to eat and want to feed our loved ones too. This is also how I tricked Dean into thinking that I can actually cook. So seriously, if I can do it, everybody can, trust me. And their recipes are so delicious. They also have other options apart from the wholesome box. So they have a family box for bigger size families, an express box if you're really short on time, uh, as well as a vegan box too. Now, we would love to give you the opportunity for you to actually try Dinner Twist and realize how healthy, how delicious and how fresh it is but also how much easier this is going to make life as well. So we have a special promo code for you, and that is going to give you $35 off your first box, and that is WWR for Wellness Movement Radio. Um, So we would love you to uh, try for yourself. Don't take my word for it, but let me know what you think. Without further ado, ladies, onto the show. Hey there, gorgeous listeners. It's so wonderful to have you
0: join us today, tonight, or wherever you are in the world. It's uh, a pleasure to have you on board. You are listening to
1: Weldersman Radio. I'm Ashley. And I'm Andrea, and we're actually recording this episode on Valentine's Day, so you know Ash and I are spending a romantic night together recording, you know, podcasts. What I can't think of a better way to spend uh, Valentine's Day night. So, ladies, and you know, for the fellows who are joining us as well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, whenever you are listening um, to this, uh, it's probably not going to be Valentine's Day for you, but. What a great day to talk about breasts.
0: Oh, I love it because I keep seeing cute little memes come up for like Galentine's Day, you know, send your girlfriends uh, oh, a lot of love. And I was just so like, cute. I love that. You don't need to, you know, be lovers is all sorts of forms. So this is yeah. this is kind of like an episode about self-love and self-care and also reminding our girlfriends to look after themselves. So, you know, it's something that uh, I don't think there's any woman on the planet hasn't had some connection to or has been touched by in some way. And breast cancer is a big, you know, big scary journey. But we want to talk about some of the nuances of breast cancer detection. You know, some of the times in our lives when we may not be aware we need to check, or that we think we're safe because of other factors. So we just kind of want to do the the sidelines of. Um, you know breast cancer self-assessment what that looks like what that means uh, what you can do some of the simple steps you can take and also you know how to build your knowledge of your own body and Mm. what is normal and what's not normal for you Um, because that will change in accordance of the you know hormonal changes throughout your life Um, and in my case you know I had to sort of relearn my body a bit uh, through sort of pregnancy and postpartum again and go oh and I remember you know her first pregnancy I was a little bit um, concerned with the lumpy changes in the breast. And I was like, oh gosh, you know, could that be something wrong? So I had to relearn my body. And I think it's great to have a chat about today about relearning your body and what that looks like, what that feels like, you know, and ways to identify the differences.
1: And Ash, how many um, of the patients that we see come in with some sort of uh, concern at one time or another about breast lumps? Oh, and- Absolutely. Nine times out of 10, they are, you know, what we call fibroadenomas, they're little, you know, fibrous or cystic changes within the breast that is typically hormonally related. It will ebb and flow throughout the cycle. But I think because when it comes to any kind of palpable lumps in the breasts, we always think worst case scenario first. So mm. what we want to do is we want to talk to you about how to get to know your body what's normal for you let's reframe how we think about this as well and I also just want to put out there and I guess this is a little bit of accountability for me as well Ash is that I really want us to do a deep dive at some stage into you know breast cancer while we're seeing an increase in prevalence of it so dramatically these days Um, I think you know, each of us have had someone close to us in our life who, um, you know, might might have had this diagnosis, and I want to look at the different types of breast cancer as well, because you know there are certainly a whole bunch of different types, whether or not there's a genetic component to it or a hormonal component, just so, yeah. so that you can have an understanding of each of those, um, and if there's anything that you can do about it as well. But that's another episode. <laughs> tonight let's focus on um you know the the topic at hand and i think the place to start with this as well is to look at all sorts of different types of breasts because just as you were saying breast change um in the postpartum period ash we also see that because of those breast changes a lot of women do have some sort of augmentation um for whatever reason commonly Mm. after breastfeeding because um what what have i heard them called by some of my patients um uh, they're left with like empty tube sock boobs, um, after their babies have sucked the life out of them, um, and all sorts of hilarious things that just meant that their breasts did not resemble what they were used to. And so they might've had some sort of breast augmentation and possibly with implants. Now, what we want to do is also talk about ways that you can assess your breasts if you do have implants and some things to be, you know, obviously conscious of. Okay. So, Ash, should we dive into that first? Yes, I think so. I
0: mean, I I think (laughs) I I always, like, I I always get a little bit caught when you're saying, like, things, you know, (laughs) um, self-talk that indicates we don't love our bodies you know we've just I mean raised beautiful babies and fed them I know it's just like oh the body does change you know I guess the reality is a lot of women do feel as though their breasts become quite empty or there's this you know a stretched out kind of component Mm. to the tissue because naturally there is there's complete change um in structure because the tissue you know the skin of the tissue does change because it has been expanded for such a long period of time and then when all that uh, you know tension changes they do feel like little deflated balloons but um that's another transition of you know woman you can either accept it or you can change it so that's the beauty of uh, the current world we live in so if you do change it you know through cosmetic uh, surgeries then I think you know it's really important to understand the expectations or the differences in the tissue structure that you're going to have to relearn uh, that you're going to have to know the difference between what is the augmentation um, and the parameters of that augmentation because I know a lot of women I've over the years (laughs) I've had the privilege actually of being able to touch a few, few breasts with augmentations just because it's a curiosity people that are close to me have said oh have a feel of these. what do you think um and i found it really interesting how this like fibrosity increasing around sort of the edges of the the breast implantation mm-hmm. and i couldn't tell whether or not it was something to be concerned of. i was like well don't ask me like this doesn't feel like i can tell it's fibrous but i i can't tell you whether it's a growth to be concerned about or if this is just the body's natural walling up around that augmentation <laughs> i'm really not sure you have to speak to specialists. specialist so um yeah i thought that was really interesting that even i was a little bit like hmm, not sure what what to uh, expect
1: yeah and I think that it's not necessarily something that is probably talked about a lot for women with breast implants about how to sort of check and assess things properly. And, Mm. Ash, you're you're so, so right. Of course, after having, you know, your beautiful babies, your body is going to be different. That's completely inevitable. I was just sort of sharing. I thought it was so funny that um, women would refer to um, and that they had a good laugh about it as well. And, um, you know, whatever conscious decision they make, for their body, you know, at any time in their life, we're fully supportive of as long as it's, you know, made in that way, I guess. Um, And when there are implants it can be very different to assess and check the breasts and also it can just depend if the implant is you know either sitting under the muscle over the muscle it can depend on the type of material and texture that they actually use for the implant itself as well and there can also be other changes if you've had other types of breast augmentation so for example if you've had a breast reduction there's a certain amount of scar tissue that is also present with that because the nipple is also removed, and there's all sorts of changes that happen. So, the takeaway from this, and these are the ways that we would normally suggest checking the breasts in the first place. This is for all women um, with or without implants or any kind of augmentation. This is just for, you know, for everybody is essentially get to know your breasts, what they look like, what they feel like through different stages of your menstrual cycle. I think the best time to check your breasts is after your period has finished, because often with the changes that comes with in that sort of mid to late luteal phase of the menstrual cycle in that or that premenstrual sort of zone, that's normally when women will um, notice uh, engorgement of the breast. Sometimes they'll get swelling and that's when they may feel some of those more uncomfortable, bigger like fibro um, adenoma type lumps that go ebb and flow with the normal changes of the menstrual cycle. Um, And most of the time those are completely fine and just absolutely benign changes. But there's absolutely no harm in you you know, like feeling and palpating your breasts all month long. But the best time to do a proper check on them, I think, is at the end of the menstrual cycle, so once you've finished bleeding. Um, And just pay attention to the contour of the breasts. Just note any changes to the shape Color, if you're getting any changes to the actual skin texture, so if there's any dimpling of the skin as well, if there's any discharge coming from the nipples, if you're getting rashes, redness, or any swelling, um, and also like things like um, if there's new changes, so if you're noticing new lumps, new lumpiness that's not changing with the ebb and flow of your hormones, Um, if you're noticing changes in the shape of the breast, the colour, any nipple changes, any dimpling of the skin um, or persistent pain, itching or rashes, all of those things are things to get checked. Um, But most of the time you want to just be getting used to what is normal for you. And just noticing any deviation from that. And that is true for women who have implants as well. So, you know, having a really good feel around what the contours of the implant feel like along the edges of the implant as well. And also feeling above the implant Um, because there's still obviously your own tissue that sits above the implant. So feeling along the borders of that too. Um, there's a really, uh, lots of great different depictions of ways to assess your breasts. I normally suggest just do it in the shower, um, and have a feel along the underneath your arm as well. Have a good feel of those lymph nodes. And even while you're at it, just doing some lymphatic drainage. So some massage down, um, along sort of the inside of the, the upper arm, down along, um, the chest and down, um, sort of the side as well just to get that lymphatic system moving too, which is just only going to be good for your breast health. So checking them in the shower, but also looking in the mirror with your hands on your hips, put your arms up in the air, make sure that this is, you know, what you're used to seeing there. And then you can also check them lying down
0: brilliant i um, love that's what you said too about you know just checking you know all the areas at different depths i think that's a you know really important um skill to have is to know that tissue comes in different layers so yes. you can get surface you know restrictions or surface um issues you can get deeper layers So being able to you know touch lightly press deeply like just understanding that there's different layers in which your body could have developmental growth in so just be yeah be familiar with you know circular motion stroking motion like just lots yes. of different ways to do that and That's really important. And it was really interesting you mentioned about, you know, just being able to know all the contours because I actually remember having a conversation with my clients who recognised that she'd had a change or a rupture in her breast implant Mm. because she was doing regular checks Yes. And the specialist said to her at the time, was like, how did like how did you pick this? Being that it was from the outside, you couldn't really see it. There was no major change to the breast, but she recognised that it felt a bit different and she'd been doing regular self-checks, which he said was, oh, that's interesting because most women don't do it. <laughs> Yes. And that was his do. comment, um, that he doesn't often get women self diagnosed um until they're, you know, unwell with a, a leaking breast implant. But this was a situation that it was very early, very quickly, and from one month to the next. And I thought, How cool pick is that? Like, fantastic. That self awareness actually probably prevented her from having some really significant health problems or health challenges.
1: That's amazing. And um, this is just about that own self awareness as well. And I really want to get into the kind of mindset that you have when you're checking your breasts. But I also just want to note that um, the palpable changes that a woman with implants might feel. Can actually be really sensitive, so there is quite compelling research showing that um, there is a diminished sensitivity of mammograms um, for women with um, with implants. So you know if there is breast changes going on and they're concerned about certain things and they send you for a mammogram, um, sometimes it may not be as. Um, good at picking up necessary changes and there's also it can give false negatives as well for um, you know augmented patients um, even those that have palpable tumours but the good thing is is that on physical um, examination um, obviously done by someone who, who really knows what they're looking for that palpable lumps are much easier to detect um, in women who've had, um, you know, augmentation implants. So I think that that's a really good thing. Um, and this is why, again, you knowing what your normal is, get to know your normal. And then if you're noticing changes from that, then obviously that's a time to sort of be proactive. Um, and I think that that's the point of this episode. We never want to, um, you know, freak people out with all of the, the worries that can happen, um, with these things. And, um, we've talked before in the previous episode that we've done about, you know, that holistic sort of. Breast care, I guess, about that when we're doing a breast check, we're not doing it with that kind of um, search and destroy sort of uh, mentality or the fear of, oh my gosh, am I going to feel a lump? Is it going to be breast cancer? Am I going to die? You know, just spiraling down that rabbit hole. But it's a proactive process. It's just a normal part of your healthcare routine and can be done with absolute love and reverence for the incredible tissue that is your breasts in the first place. And when you're doing your breast checks, say you're doing it in the shower and you're working down under the arm along those lymph nodes and along the breast, you can also be using some sort of um, affirmative sort of mindset with it and even just taking a moment to have gratitude and appreciation for them, um, especially if um, maybe you've breastfed as well. Like, what an incredible thing that they've done! And how often do we have that uh, that time to have that reverence and gratitude for our body for what it's done.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of women all, almost are getting to a stage um, with just such the social normalisation of breast cancer conversations that, that we're almost like creating a demon out of the breasts, you know, like mm. the, the, the things that we, you know uh, – going to be problems if they're not problems already and um, unfortunately a lot of women know someone who you know has had a mastectomy or double mastectomy and sometimes in a preventative approach too so we've got this you know interesting clash of ideas of reverence contrasted with the social um sort of demonization of breast tissue um it's it's a really it's a really tricky one to manage and it's really hard to manage our own fears so we we understand that you know we get that and i think this is why we talk this episode today about that self-love and self-care um and i love the You described that of just having that positivity and that appreciation and that respect um, for something that is, you know, ultimately a very feminine uh, experience. Uh, Although we're not going to discount men, men are getting breast cancer. Um, And I think that also, you know, then reflects back to we talk about if you are concerned or worried about any possibility of future changes, then. Some of the best strategies you have to stay, you know, positive and um, confident in your well-being is to actually look at the lifestyle factors that are known to be high contributors to breast cancer risks. And if you can minimise all those risks as much as possible, then there's every reason why you should maintain a positive approach to, you know, your monthly checks. I know, you know, for me, I've always said that when the research shows that maintaining a healthy body mass, regular exercise, low alcohol lifestyle. Um, Contributes to a reduced risk at all ages and stages. I'm like, well, then that's you know that's at least a foundation of something you can actually work on, you know, and have an active role in your own health and well being. Um, it doesn't have to just be to the mercy of whether or not something's going to happen to you at some point in the future. And, of course, Mm. that's why regular self-checks are so important. But I love that you mentioned as well the sensitivity of mammograms because, you know, breastfeeding um, and pregnancy also is a time in which women's mammograms are lower in sensitivity. Mm. There's so many changes that it makes it very difficult for the radiographer to actually read that. And this Mm. is a time where self-checks understanding your body can be so important because yeah it's you're often gonna be the first and best detection before a standard screening
1: oh totally and you are always the authority on your body um and your health always Uh, so if you are finding something that you think is not quite right or you have some sort of gut instinct about then always trust that um ash let, talk to me about um, breast changes. Uh, so postpartum breast changes, and um, you know what happens post breastfeeding, and what what changes have you noticed that you want to share with our. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, look, I think I think you know, for most of the women who've um, experienced pregnancy, some of the first signs of being pregnant are breast-related, aren't they? You know, a lot of women before they even yes. have had a positive pregnancy test are like, oh, my boobs, what's going on? <laughs> they're either sore, they're sensitive, they feel swollen, you know, they've got some sort of inkling that there's a change, hormonal change, and that can often be the first sign, um, which sometimes can be a problem, right, because women can sometimes panic like, oh, my God, like my breasts have become really lumpy. Mm. Um, I'm not. It's not the right time in my cycle, or, or whatever they're thinking. And I know that it, uh, it's definitely the first thought is sometimes we're thinking, "Oh, is there something wrong? Like, what's happening? Um, painful, lumpy breast? This could be a problem." But you know, once they get a positive breast, <laughs> sorry, positive, positive pregnancy test, then of course um, that puts to rest the confusion and the concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not to say that a regular check is still not important. Um, however, I do know that throughout pregnancy, your breast has changed so much; it can be really hard to even know what normal and regular is. Um, I know that I definitely found with my first one, it was I got a lot more sort of fibrous lumps, and I was like, oh, what's going on? Like, should I be concerned? They're painless, and I'm like, oh, just kind of working out what it is. Um, I know I had a chat to a doctor, yeah, probably around sort of, would have been 20-week scans around that time, it was about the only time I went to a doctor, and just asked a few questions just to be sure that I knew that I knew that I knew. Um, and she reassured me that all the things that it, you know I knew and I was experiencing as well with normal for pregnancy and um, that was really helpful. But, you know, if you don't know or you're not sure, it's always best to get checked by someone um, in the health fields. Make sure you go to a GP or your obstetrician or whoever it is that's checking you throughout your pregnancy and ask that question specifically, I've noticed changes in my breast, should I be concerned? And they can either check and assess you or they can do a verbal rundown of what are you feeling, what are you experiencing, all that sort of stuff Um, because, you know, we talked about um, changes in shape, size, texture, contour. You kind of tick all those boxes, um, even discharge and all of a sudden it's like, oh, is this, you know, what's this discharge? If you've never had colostrum or experienced that, then it's like weird, what's this stuff coming out of my nipples Um, or leaving stains inside my bra, something's wrong, is that a problem, is that normal? So, yeah, it can be really hard for first-time mums to know what um, normal breast changes are. So for me, um, one of the big things as well, you know, Because you're often in good care through pregnancy, that's the easy time. It's the postpartum that often gets left behind. It's when you don't think you need to do it because you're too busy or Mm -hmm. constantly engorged. There's constantly, you know, milk coming out of your boobs if you're breastfeeding. Um, In that time, I think, is, you know, having a chat to um, one of my midwives, she's like, I don't think women ever check in postpartum I think there's just an assumption that it creates a um a safety net you know that breastfeeding is protective against breast cancer um sort of those common I guess misconceptions because it's not 100 truth um and that when to check is often uncertain so I generally recommend to mums if they ask that question about you know have you checked your breasts um any changes if they don't know when to check I'm always a bit like you if they've had a returned to cycle then it's um straight after your menstrual bleed. If they haven't, then it's after regular feed time and as much as possible, like fully drain the breast so that you can Mm -hmm. as much as possible eliminate the chance that it's milk duct and not, um, you know, or a blocked duct, which is not that uncommon in pregnancy um, and postpartum as well. So, you know, it's just the same day, exactly the same rules, same days and times, try and drain the breast properly, you know, after a feed or, you know, pumping, expressing um, as much as possible. And use all the same methods that you would at any other time in your cycle. Check the whole breast in circular fashion, you know, right from the axilla under the you know armpit lymph nodes all the way down to the sternum, the chest bone, um, and even as far down as the you know the lower ribs as well. Just checking all of the areas where you could have any enlargements of nodes that could be indicators of concern. Um, and it can be done standing, in the shower, lying down, in the mirror. Like there's just whatever you're comfortable with uh, is the the key, and try and be consistent with that because then at least you have a common reference point you know if you're looking at the boobs in the mirror every time same time of the month then you're looking okay cool they look the same great carry on um some of the things i know that happen if you like i've i remember having it a couple of times where you'd get um sort of like a blocked milk duct and feel quite really quite lumpy um the best thing to do is to check it have a full feed gently massage it and then check it again that's so then, it gives you idea. that, you know, just that that clarity of like, mm. was that milk duct or is that a lump I should be concerned about? So by draining the while breast while actively feeding or, or pumping, and then actually ma- massaging the lump, if the lump goes away, then you can be pretty confident that it was milk duct that was blocked. Um, if it doesn't change in any way, shape, or form, um, and you do that over a period of days, and you still find that there's no change at all, then it might be worth getting checked by you know a health professional just to see if that's
1: something else. Mm. Yes, that's such a good point. Um, but generally,
0: I say, mums, don't be alarmed because your body's going through so much change. Just be, you know, always say, often be cautious. Just say, look, if in doubt, rule it out. As We always say to everyone, you know, ourselves included. If in doubt, just rule it out. There is no harm in asking. There's never a dumb question, and there's no medical professional ever think you're silly or stupid for asking a question about breast cancer risk. So, you yeah. know, to check is to check his And
1: if they do find a new
0: one. Yeah, absolutely. If they think you, you know, if they make you feel um, as though you've done something wrong by turning up to check something that's very normal, mm-hmm. um, then yeah, don't don't put up with it. Um, see someone who goes, Great. Yeah, because I've always said you need people who support you, um, good, bad, or ugly. It doesn't matter. And there's no stupid questions when it comes to health and wellbeing. Yeah. Um, I'd much prefer someone to ask a question that they might feel silly asking that we get to reassure or check ourselves and say, Hey, by the way, that's actually okay. This is really normal. Next time you experience this, and it's a chance for teaching and learning right it's a chance for us to expand our understanding of ourselves and hopefully a good um you know support person in your medical team will give you that chance we'll actually show you well next time you check it do it like this you know do it this way check it at this time and give you those guidances that we're giving you today
1: Um, And if you're not cycling, so say you are, um, you know, having irregular periods with um, perimenopause or you are menopausal or postmenopausal, then just regular, um, regular viewing, regular palpation, really having a good feel and just getting to know your body at regular intervals that suit you. Um, and I think picking a similar time and date sort of each month, I think is just not a bad idea. Now, the best advice that I give patients in terms of improving your breast health, um, is regular exercise. Because that is one has been shown to be one of the most powerful things that actually decreases breast cancer risk and also helps to decrease the fibro the fibrous tissue that happens with the fibroadenomas. So if you are say premenstrual, you get breast swelling and tenderness, then exercise will have a really good impact on that. You know, it helps the circulation, it helps get that lymphatic system moving as well. Um, Decreasing alcohol. Improving your estrogen to progesterone ratio. So often in that premenstrual zone, those breast changes, that's your low progesterone relative to elevated estrogen. So, you know, doing all the things that we've talked about a million times to help to improve that and also making sure you're getting enough iodine in your diet has been really um, well researched to show that it decreases the breast pain um, associated with, um, you know, premenstrual symptoms. Um, And what else? I think clear the gut
0: is also my big one. Oh, you know, please. just uh, it's always like have the have the system moving, eliminate any excess hormones, and that will hopefully reduce any of the sort of estrogen dominant or estrogen dependent uh, changes. Because yep. obviously, you know, poor elimination contributes to estrogen excess, and I think that's just a lot of women don't realise. If you've been constipated, it's a normal thing to go every two, three, four, five days then unfortunately there's going to be some hormonal signs. There will be changes in the reproductive uh, side of your life, whether it be through menstrual cycle changes, breast tissue changes. Um, so that's, yeah, my big one is always how, you know, how regularly are you going to the bathroom? Um, what are your stools like just to understand how it's going with regards to her whole kind of like brush stroke through the gut? It's super important. Getting enough fibre is a uh, is key
1: yes brilliant um okay so ladies the big takeaways from this is really get to know your body um let's reframe how we think about our breasts let's be proactive with them but without fear and with love gratitude and reverence for the incredible tissue that are our breasts and Um, all boobs are beautiful (laughs) all boobs are beautiful i love that yeah absolutely um big small everything in between yeah all breasts are beautiful (laughs) So ladies, you've been listening to Wellness Women Radio. We are the Wellness Women, Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston. We are raising the bar for women's health. And until next week, be well. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.